He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. And every week, Andy Hall's bringing them to you on the Laser Airwaves. This week in Andy's Hall Pass. For a history buff like me, doesn't get much better than talking to a guy that, like Johnny Cash once sang, has been everywhere, man. Longtime TV host of programs like the Travel Channel's Off Limits and Mysteries at the Museum, Mr. Don Wildman, joins me via the Laser Hotline. How you doing? I'm great. I appreciate you giving us some of your time today. Oh, no problem. The countdown is on to the premiere of a brand new series on the Travel Channel, Buried Worlds with Don Wildman. Explores some of mankind's darkest mysteries in places not many have ever had access to. Visiting the dark chasms and caverns of the paranormal and supernatural. Tracking alleged lingering ghosts, devilish demons, vampires, and witches burned at the stake. That's one hell of a hook. (laughs) There you go. But before we dive into the show itself, Don, I'm curious. What is it that inspires or sparks the spirit of adventure? in you that leads to these sorts of opportunities? Oh, that's interesting. I, I come from a background of just uh, collecting information. You know, I bore the heck out of my family because I'm fascinated by stories that, that sort of fill in the blank. I have this huge, the metaphor of my life is a jigsaw puzzle. You know, mm. I'm just obsessively trying to fill in, the, fill in the puzzle and not doing a very good job at it. So I have, it never, it's never ending. And no matter how many TV shows I do or books I read, I still don't have all the damn answers. <laughs> kind of like trying to solve the Rubik's Cube. <laughs> yes, this is a very similar situation. Uh, however, my, uh, I humble myself before that task, and I hope that my interest and, uh, and dogged pursuit interests the audience vicariously. So that's, sure. that's the point of it all. Buried Worlds takes you all across the globe to remote regions of Peru, Haiti, Bulgaria, and beyond. I imagine the amount of homework that goes into each of these endeavors is extensive. Your life probably depends on it, I'm guessing. Yeah, you know, I did a, a show for years on Travel Channel called uh, Mysteries of the Museum, and, and I come from a history sort of orientation in the world, and I'm used to doing that where, you know, if I'm going to have a day of shooting, I better know something to talk about. And so I've done a lot of reading. This took it to a different level, you know, literally. I, I had to go beyond the norm of just understanding the place, but also these stories of what these ghosts and demons and things had to do with life here you know we live in a a very new country to this day you know uh, it's like moving into a new house you don't have any kind of maintenance problems you sort of the roof works and all that Mm. you go to places like bulgaria or honduras and and places elsewhere in the world and there's many more struggles and a lot more history you know quite honestly and so it goes back thousands of years so you're dealing in in myth and legend and curses that are that are traceable to, you know, other civilizations that date back a thousand years ago. And that's interesting. So you have to know about that stuff to have the bearings to go into a story today that may involve very much a story about that time, but it's a person that somebody's talking to, you know, a medium is finding for you. And, and all these experiences of the, of the other, of the beyond the veil. Going in, did you have a sort of wish list of locales and or legends you wanted to explore, or how do these adventures present themselves typically? It's a good question. I was, we were very, I was on the executive producer. We were always looking for the, um, the, the big history, kind of the, the headline of it, the big history, and the big paranormal availabilities of that stuff. So in a perfect world, we were telling kind of a headline history story. Um, you know, how did the Incas come to Peru, you know, to dominate an area of Peru, and what happened to those tribal stories? Uh, why is voodoo such a part still of, of Haitian culture Mm -hmm. um vampires they still exist you know question mark in 
Bulgaria? You know, uh, what happened to the Nazis, and why why was Indiana Jones about the Nazis going out and finding ancient artifacts? You know, those, those they're very interesting historical questions that are traceable to a lot of people's real paranormal experiences. Don Wildman is my special guest. Don't miss the series premiere of Buried Worlds with Don Wildman coming this Monday at 8 o'clock Central on the Travel Channel. I alluded to vampires earlier in Bulgaria. That's where this adventure will begin on Monday, and I can't wait being a kid that grew up on tales of the infamous Count Dracula, who's yeah. more than just a fictional figure. Well, he's that is a, a really interesting story historically, because uh, I've done t- two other specials on Vlad the Impaler, who was the you know traditional source of the of the Dracula story. That's another I could spend an hour on that. That's Romania, that's Transylvania, and that's real and important and interesting. You go down south to Bulgaria, and it's a different vibe altogether. But that's where you get into the more of the pedestrian, not pedestrian, sort of the everyman vampire story, where villagers attribute horrible things that are happening or or illnesses and so forth to this vampire force. Mm. And so this predates Dracula. You know, it's like any place like this, any any ancient civilization used myth and legend to fill in the blanks you know this is pre-science and so you're ending up with with a lot of vestiges of those times still today the tipping point the interesting thing about these shows that we did is that i have to end up in real experiences with real mediums and spiritualists going into these spaces and finding these on the on the vampire show i meet up with a team of what's called sabonichi who are vampire hunters so you know we're, we get GPS coordinates to end up in a little mountaintop village wondering what the heck this is about. And we meet these very fine men. You know, they're nice guys. One guy's a vampire hunter, spiritualist medium. And we spend the next 12 hours in this village trying to figure out why there are so many demonic symbols on the buildings. What's the weird vibe that's going on here? What's the source of the legend that's going on around the other villages that, that a lot of livestock and so forth are being killed in the, in the trees? And we end up you know, investigating this for a good part of that show, finding out that there is indeed a spirit there vis-a-vis a a ritual that this guy performs. It takes real guts, I figure, to explore in places long considered unchartered territories. Looking back on the experiences we're going to enjoy over this first season of Buried Worlds, are there any you felt especially nervous about going in? I mean, there is an amount of risk in anything we do outside of our comfort zones, of course, but do you ever go into a place worried you might not make it out alive? Well, uh, specifically, yes, I was. Uh, we were scheduled to do a, a, a trip into the Hunter Rainforest in a place called what was called the White City, which had been discovered several years ago by an explorer, and it, it's one of the most legendary archaeological sites uh, in the world and all, in all of time. People have tried to find it for generations, and finally, this terrific guy named Steve Elkins discovered it back in 2015. So it's very recent, and we were. We were allowed to go in, which is, I'm not lying, the president of Honduras gave me his personal permission on camera wow. to do this, and a military helicopter to go in, <laughs> and and to this place where probably less than 100 people have seen, because it's so deep in the rainforest and was just so recently found. The problem is that you get leishmaniasis when you go in there, which is flesh-eating bacteria, Oof. and that's passed on by sand fleas that, that are, you can't stop that from happening, unless you do a certain thing, which is what we tried to do. Uh, but we didn't know. And so I, we had many meetings in Los Angeles uh, about whether I was willing to do this or not, because um, if you get leishmaniasis, you get it. There's no cure for it, and it just keeps going through your body until they can antibiotic the thing out of there. But 
that can be a bad bad ending. Fortunately, nobody got sick because we stayed within the time frame. So that was a kind of a more of an adventure thing than it was a spiritual thing. In terms of the ghosts and so forth, you find out that it's more of a kind of a vibe. That's my feeling. Like, you're not going to get that ghost apparition in front of you. It's more of a feeling. And I started to sort of understand that as I was going through these experiences with these people. And these, these sensitive types, these, these antennas of the veil, feel that in their bodies, and then they begin to talk. And it, it, it's a much subtler thing than I think is expressed on a lot of shows. You kind of alluded to this a bit ago, I think, but I'll bet it's fascinating to experience cultures that are a complete 180 from the way of life many of us take for granted, especially considering our reliance on technology. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, you, you come right into that, uh, right up against that in, uh, in Bulgaria for sure. Um, a place that's still very rural and very sort of backwoodsy in many many places. Not in Sofia, which is a really happening city, but um, you get off the beaten track pretty easily in, in Bulgaria and certainly down in Honduras. Um, it, it, the world is not, you know, we are very lucky people to live in the affluent society we live in. And, yeah. and it's, uh, it's, especially in these days, a very important thing to keep in mind that uh, the, the world is full of iniquities and... Um, and therefore the challenges that come along with them. But there's a lot of people who are living every single day with those. We just visit on television. How do people typically react to you, an American citizen, when you're on their turf and abiding by their set of standards and ways of life? Well, I'd like to think that I'm, you know, a nice guy, (laughs) and uh, I don't uh, take advantage of people, and we go about our business in a very respectful fashion. Sure. People are very glad to see uh, an American TV crew, by and large, because we represent things they need they they need a they need publicity they need people to know that it's good to to, to travel to these places so we tap that market for them so in that regard it's we're welcome you know after they find out we're also nice guys um, i'll tell you an interesting anecdote that was really very heartwarming i was shooting in budapest in hungary under the most beautiful city budapest is an amazing place and under buda castle which is sort of defines the place big 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 structure up there on the hill uh, i met with a guy who was about in the 30s and he and I shot all day talking about Vlad the Impaler being kept down there, kidnapped down there for years, mm-hmm. and how that might have contributed to his story. And at the end of this very sweet, uh, this very nice uh, experience with this guy, uh, he turned to me and said, so I didn't want to embarrass you, but I used to watch you when I was a kid, and you're one of the reasons I did TV. And huh. I was like, you're kidding me. Not the TV, why I became a history guy. Yeah. And that just, like, slayed me. I mean, the tears came up. It was just amazing that... Here's a guy who was a kid in Hungary, and because of you know television that sort of gets dubbed and resold all over the world, he knew me, this kid from New Jersey, and I influenced his life. It was amazing. So, and that's an extreme example. That doesn't happen very often, but it was a really uh, a statement on what what I do can matter in people's lives. It makes it all worth it. That's an amazing story. Tell me a little bit about the food you're eating on these uh, experiences and the places you go. Where are some of the places that have some really great local eats and places you didn't enjoy so much? Oh, good. I I thought it was just my my digestive problems, which are (laughs) legion. Oh, boy. Um, uh, You know, actually, Sofia, Bulgaria is a really happening culinary place. As a matter of fact, Hmm. there's a lot of cool cool spots in there. I would encourage anyone to go to that place because I think it's like all those European capitals. It's eventually going to hit its stride and be a big yawn for people, but right now it's just finding its feet and a really interesting place to see. Uh, That happened also with, uh, what am I thinking, Uh, Bucharest, Bucharest in Romania, not too far away. 
same deal, but years back I did a, a Vlad show there in 2008, and it was literally a boarded-up downtown, like all the old, old city was boarded up. You go today, it is completely vibrant and completely – Starbucks is there. It doesn't matter. It's incredible transformation that happens. But anyway, um, I most enjoyed the food of Honduras. We went to um, – Oh, my God, the capital of Honduras. I can never remember how to pronounce it. You call it tegus, but it's a big, long word. And, uh, and the food there is fantastic. It's a really interesting part of the world, Honduras. A couple more things for you, Don. And, again, I can't thank you enough for the time today. Yeah, sure. You've got an extensive resume when it comes to world travel and exploration of places that most could only dream of seeing for themselves. What surprised you most on your journey while you filmed these episodes? And what lessons should we take away as we take in Season 1 of Buried Worlds? Well, you know, I'm not... I, I said in my early meetings with Travel Channel, I've never seen a ghost in my life. You know, like, why would I host a show about paranormal? Mm-hmm. And we came around to the fact that there was this way of, that this was yet another lens through which to see the world and, and study the history. That's what appealed to me, because I had to go out there realizing it might be kind of awkward. I'm never going to really see the things I'm talking about. That, didn't, that wasn't the case. It was a really uh, a wonderful sort of side-by-side experience for me, meeting people who are passionate about this world in a, to a depth that I can't, can't even begin to explain. What I end up having are experiences that are behind the scenes. That's the nature of the show. I'm thinking of a place in, uh, in Manchester, England. There's a wonderful museum. The Manchester Museum in England is part of the University of Manchester. And they have the findings that they, that, uh, they found in bogs. Okay, so the, you've heard of the bog men and all these bodies that are preserved. But the Druids were there also, and, and the Druids made these wonderful pieces of jewelry. And so she pulled out, they agreed to show us uh, a gold necklace that had been found on one of these bodies that was so modern and so beautiful in its design. And you look at it, you can't believe it's thousands of years old, and that someone who had never seen something like this before had made something so modern and cool. So I just really like the aspect of this job, that I get dropped into these places and have these experiences, which I can share with the audience. That's the best part of the gig for me. We can't wait for Monday night. The series premiere of Buried Worlds with Don Wildman begins at 8 p.m. Central Time on the Travel Channel. Can't thank you enough for the time today, Don. This has been fascinating. Oh, good. I'm glad. Thank you very much.